Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. IMSA Radio, your route to American sports car racing. The Michelin GT Challenge at VIR. And the only cars we have this weekend that aren't Grand Tourers, in the strictest sense of the word, are rumbling out onto the VIR full course now. Three and a quarter miles, 17 corners. 30 minutes of free practice for the IMSA Prototype Challenge. And here to talk you through these V8-engined monster prototype cars. Uh, Jeremy Shaw, but first, good morning once again to Brian Till. And good morning, John, and you're exactly right. If you want your fill of prototype racing, you'll get it this weekend with the IMSA Prototype Challenge class. It's been a great battle in this class all year long for the championship. Up front, it's been incredibly close between first and second in that championship, but it's also been seven weeks, Jeremy, since we had competition, and that was a three-hour race at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Two three-hour races this year, the rest an hour and 45. That's what we'll see this weekend, but Austin McCusker, Rodrigo Fluker, they finally broke through for a victory at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. They lead Leo Lamellis and Neil Alberico, but this championship not over yet with two rounds to go. No, you're right. Uh, good, good to see you back here, Brian. And you're right, that was a great win by Austin McCusker and Rodrigo Fluker last time out. It was a very dominant victory as well. And they were already the championship leaders coming into that fourth round of the season out of six. So a great way to drive home their superiority. They've had a, a, a first, a second, a third, and a fourth in the four races this year. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's the kind of consistency, is it not, that wins championships? Well, they hope they don't have a fifth. So <laughs> they want to stay in that podium position. They had that one off-podium performance at Mid-Ohio, but Mid-Ohio was one of those very, very challenging events where you saw different types of weather throughout the weekend. We may see some of that here. They've got a 45-minute practice session starting at 5.50 this afternoon. And Lord only knows what uh, Mother Nature has in store for us. We know what happened yesterday afternoon here. And we've talked about this throughout the different classes that we've seen on track so far today. You you need to keep the, the race car on the racing surface. You want to do that at any point in time. But with the rain that we had yesterday and with further rain coming in, that grass is very wet. We have a thing in racing called the gray and the green rule meaning it works better on the gray than it does on the green, and that's especially true here. There's a little orange thrown in here with some of that red clay. If you get off, you're going to hit something. We talked about that in an earlier session. The race track is sits on top, and the ground slopes away from it. If you leave the track, you're going to be sliding downhill, and that means you're probably going to get to something. And one of these prototypes, you certainly don't want that to happen. Big 5-liter V8 in the back of all of these chassis. Two different chassis manufacturers, though. The Ligier, the JSP3 chassis, and the Norma M30. Those are the two different manufacturers you'll see. But in the back, the power plant is all the same. And it's been a, a, an intriguing battle between Ligier and Norma for the last uh, what, couple of years. that We've had the LMP3 cars over here as part of what is now known as the IMSA prototype challenge series and uh, it seems to be kind of horses for courses some tracks suit the Norma uh, better some two tracks seem to suit the Ligier a little bit better here uh, well it was a Ligier that uh, set the, the qualifying and race lap records one year ago 
Chris Wright set the pole position time on his way to the championship in 2018 a 142.399 fastest lap in the race was also to Chris Wright a 145.2 and already Matt Bell in a Ligier car number 64 that's one of the uh, K2R Motorsports entries he's gone to the top with a 144.3 so good early lap there first flying lap for Matt Bell the Englishman in car number 64 but you talk about horses for courses with those different manufacturers the Ligier and the Norma and this is what I would expect to see one of the things that seems to have been apparent all year long is that the Ligier gets up to speed just a little bit quicker and that is key if you've got any kind of a full course caution where you've got a restart and you're right up there at the front in one of those Norma chassis you need to protect and try to hold on to that just seems to take a little bit longer and with cooler temperatures expected on Saturday and Sunday we might see that you know with the race being on Saturday afternoon with that cooler temperature it's one of those deals that uh, you got to think about how your car is going to come in. Even at the start, we've watched Norma and Ligier side-by-side side on the front row this year, and it seems like the Norma just takes just a skosh longer to get up to operating temperature. But it does have better top speed, and that could be good news here on the run from Oak Tree to the end of the back straightaway or even out of hog pen down to turn one. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's that, it's that trade-off between straight line speed and, and downforce and carrying speed through the corners. That's the uh, the key to uh, to getting good, putting together a good lap in the race and then the consistency after that. Certainly the Norma is pretty fleet in a straight line, not quite as quick uh, around the corners on the jet on a regular basis and there's a lot of both here at, uh, yeah. at VIR it's three and a quarter miles around this place and there's uh, there's three as you say three long st- court, sort of straight sort of one <laughs> definite straight from out of oak tree the front straight is is uh, just got kind of a couple of kinks in it yeah but even i could drive that one yeah you, yeah but going up through, <laughs> going up through the s's that's pretty quick no, you can drive going, anything I, don't, I don't think i don't want to try one up through the s's and I'm going to imagine it's flat just up until maybe the left-hander before you get up there to Oak Tree in one of these with the good arrow that's on these cars. And you're looking at somewhere between 450 to 500 horsepower in that V8 power plant in the back. Good downforce. This is a sophisticated race car. Yeah. Everyone that you talk to about it says it's the real deal, and it's one of the best bangs for the bucks and prototype racing, not just here, but around the world in that P3 category. I mean, LMP3 has just kind of exploded, hasn't it? There's a lot of interest. Uh, there's the uh, the uh, prototype series in Asia. There's the the uh, Le Mans Cup, Michelin Le Mans Cup, where there's a lot of cars on a regular basis. And here in the last couple of years, it's we've got a, a great entry. We had 24 cars on the entry here this weekend. I think we've only got 23 actually here. But it's a very, very strong entry list. And this series is getting better and better and better. Yeah, we talk about taking a while to come in. We see Norma chassis now first and second. Rob Hodas being shown in the 74, but i got to believe that lap time was probably set by his teammate Garrett Griss, the quicker of the two drivers in that car. Hodas has been around for a long time, experienced race car driver, but Garrett Griss, he's the real deal. He gets the job done, and Stephen McAleer just behind him. McAleer, one of those drivers, will be going it alone this weekend, and you can do that in the IMSA Prototype Challenge category in these shorter races an hour and 45 minutes around here is going to be physical we saw Stephen McAleer do that at Sebring Sebring a little longer racetrack even though it is brutally bumpy in fact McAleer broke a tooth during practice and qualifying there at Sebring and couldn't take anything for the pain because he couldn't take a painkiller 
um, and then race the car the next day. So he did that without that. But Sebring is more spread out. Yeah. Here you've got the high G loads, and it's one of those deals that I think an hour and 45 minutes around here could be pretty tough. The good thing is, once again, the weather going to be a little bit cooler. And some people would think, well, maybe if it rains, that makes it better. Well, that's an hour and 45 minutes of even that much more concentration trying to keep the car on the pavement at that point in time. So I'm not sure really which one would be better. I think I'd rather, if I'm going to go it alone, I want a nice, cool day with a little bit of overcast (laughs) so that greenhouse isn't heating up too much inside and I've got some fresh air coming in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, if if there is weather, if there is rain, then uh, it's not so physically demanding, but mentally. The balance uh, swings, uh, doesn't it? Yes, it it does very much the other way. So uh, that's interesting. And talking about that trade-off between the Norma and the Ligier, well, Rob Hoders and Garrett Grist, they were entered in both cars for this weekend. Re- generally, they drive for the K2R team, which Rob Hoders is a significant investor in the Ligier. They generally can't drive in car number 51, uh, but they're driving this weekend in one of the 47 motorsports Normas. That's car number 74. I'll say they're entered in both. I believe they were here testing earlier in the week and they've elected to go with number 74 car. That is the car they're going to be driving this weekend and already to the top of the charts there with a 142.025 and that is already four tenths of a second quicker than the qualifying lap record set last year by Chris Wright in Eligier. It's one of those deals, Hodis and Grist, down in 14th in the championship so they're not doing this so they can make a championship run i wonder if they're looking at it for the following season saying let's finish this out and see what our plans are going to be and it's that time it really is there are two weekends left this one and then petite le mans weekend for the prototype challenge category and it's one of those deals where teams already looking well down the road trying to make their plans for 2020 yeah i mean you know the car's been fast uh the, the two times on the, in the longer races that uh, Garrett Grist has qualified, he started on the front row. He's on the pole for the first round at Daytona. He was second on the grid at uh, Canadian Time Motorsport last time out. So the car is always fast. Uh, they've had just a few niggly problems that have kind of, I think, prevented them from scoring the results that they would uh, they would have liked to them. They had a good, pretty good seventh place finish last time out in that long distance race, and looking to uh, to go better than that here as well. 74 still on top. Then Rodrigo Fluker has now jumped up into the second place. And Fluker and McCusker. Remember, they share the championship lead right now, Fluker and McCusker. They do. And as you said, team cars, yep. Last time I had two team cars, number 74 and number 47. Also, the third K2R Motorsports, uh, excuse me, the, the third uh, 47 Motorsports entries, number 55. That'll be Nico Riga sharing with Wyatt Schwab this weekend. They're also inside the top 10. So it's Norma 1 2 at the moment, number 74, number 47, as Hodas, or we presume Grist, uh, has uh, set the fast time of 142.0 to the 142.3 of uh, Rodrigo Flucker then the best of the Ligiers Matt Bell 142.4 Stephen McAleer 142.5 and then a bit of a gap back to the number 4 Ligier of Leo Lamella second place in the championship four cars right now within a half a second in fact Matt Bell in third just improved by about a tenth 
over his previous quick lap. But of that top four, it's three Norma chassis and one Ligier. Then you get to Lamellas, as you were saying, in the number four car being shown in the fifth position. Lamellas and Alberico second in the championship. And if they want to close this down, they need to perform here this weekend. I know that they'll be digging. They know that they've got to move forward. They're about 13 points out in the championship with two races to go, 35 points for a win. And you need to collect all the points that you can and hope that yeah. your nearest competitors might have a bit of a problem for Fluker and McCusker. They've been remarkably consistent, as you've said. And that's what wins championships. It really is. When you look through almost any championship on the planet, I'm going to say the average finish is probably somewhere between third and sixth. The guy's not winning yeah. all the races. The driver's not winning every one. Yeah. And for a championship driver, I think that's where that mentality comes in that we talk about. You have to understand that if you've got a third-place car and you finish third, you won. Yeah. You know, and you've got to be able to be honest with yourself as a driver and say, this is all I can do today. I'm going to take the points and move on um, because it's one of those things that you don't want to make a bad decision and throw a championship away because you're trying to get something that just isn't there. You know, so yeah. if you finish second in a third place car, then you did exceptionally well. And if you finish fourth in a third place car, well, you didn't do your best, you know, but you have to be honest with that. You take the wins when you can get them and you take the points when you can't get the win. Yeah, absolutely right. Certainly good advice there. And I always reckon if you go into a into a championship, into a season, think about a championship. If you, you can finish in the top five or with equally matched cars throughout the championship, if you can finish in the top five in every race, then you certainly yeah. you're certainly in with a shout. And and as you say, Austin McCusker and Rodrigo Fluker, they finished in the top four in the first rounds of the season so far. So Rodrigo Fluker, though, though he's gone to the top of the charts with a one with a one minute forty one point one. Great lap there by the Peruvian, Rodrigo Fluca, caliber 47, 141.1 1 for him. Garrett Grist uh, has, uh, has turned a 142.0. It's actually just changed drivers on that car. The car's just gone out of the pit lane. Um, I think they must have just got the driver plugs the wrong, wrong way around on that car. We'll see once that car gets back up to speed again. Rico Riga has jumped up into fourth position in car number 55, so it's now four Normas in the top five. 47, 74, 55 in fourth place. Number 43 of Stephen McLear in fifth. The only interloper, the Ligier of <laughs> Matt Bell in third position, car number 64. It's good to see Mike Skeen in a car as well. He's in the 23 this weekend for Gilbert Korthoff Motorsports. He stepped into the car, having not driven one before at Mid-Ohio, and put it on the pole. And it just shows what a talent Mike Skeen is behind the wheel. No one's ever doubted his speed, that's for sure. And he proved that he can drive a prototype as well as GT cars at Mid-Ohio. That team coming out, fielding that car. He did a great job with it there. He's listed alone in that car this weekend. Young guy, big, strong. He'll be able to do it. I think just like Stephen McAleer would you and I would be on oxygen <laughs> about halfway through? My yeah. my youngest son plays baseball, and he had a baseball tournament in Indianapolis this summer. And anybody from Indy knows it rained a lot, so we were over there for a tournament. It got rained out, and we went to one of the indoor go kart facilities. And I kept giving him grief, and I I said, "Why do you want to go? Because you know I'm going to beat you, right? I mean, you know. Luckily, I I did, but." Only by six one thousandths of a second, so I'm, I'm losing a little time. But the most the most telling thing was we walked in and the woman we said, "Almost reached the crossover." Yeah, have we? The, the, the the woman said, "Would you like one race or two? 
And I said, well, of course we want two, and we'll come back if we're interested, if we have time to do more. And I'm thinking, what is she talking about, one race or two? And we got in the carts, and we took off a seven-minute race. And I would say it was probably about three and a half or four minutes in. I thought, oh, my God, this needs to stop. (laughs) This needs to stop right now. I don't know that I'm going to make it to the end. We got done, and he looked at me, and he goes, Dad, you look really tired. You're sweating a lot. And I I was. I was like I'd been in a sauna, and I thought, I'm old and out of shape. (laughs) Seven-minute indoor go-kart track just beat me up. We did do the second race. I did beat him, and we did leave, and I did not do any more. So there you go. Well, I, 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 I did a, an outdoor... I, I've done very little go-karting through my life, but I did a, an outdoor charity thing down in Florida. Oh, it's a few years ago now, but it, I think it was a... I think it was an hour-long race or a bit longer, and it was two two drivers. I was my co-driver did, she, she didn't want to drive, basically, and I ended up doing 45 minutes, and I could not move. You've, Literally, you couldn't get out of the cart. No, barely not. And I, I, I couldn't move for the next three days. It was absolute agony. Uh, yeah, you and I would probably struggle <laughs> in, in the hour and forty-five minutes. We'd fight over who had to get in the car, not who was going to get in the car next. Fluker still though, on so top in the Norma, but Matt Bell coming back up to third now, and looking back through, and man. It's Normas throughout the top six with yeah. that lone Ligier thrown in. So five Normas in the top six right now. Yeah. And, and the, the one Ligier. There's only one of them within two seconds of the fastest time. So that's a, a great lap, certainly by Rodrigo Fluca there. Fastest in car number 47. You wonder, too, from a manufacturer side of things, you want your car to do well. And yeah. so there is a certain amount of data that you have. And I wonder what the give and take is there with those teams and the manufacturer as to how much data is able to then be walked down yeah. the pit lane and shared. Obviously, you're not going to share everything, but it is very measured and very spec as far as the shocks in the power plant goes and all of that. So as a manufacturer, you you certainly are in business to see more of your cars on the racetrack. So yeah. you, you want them all to do well. You do. And the tricky thing about this now, in LMP3 is a global formula, and the cars are the, basically they're, they're homologated, so you, you can't develop the car. That's, uh, that's just something that's not allowed under these LMP3 regulations. So that's a problem now for, uh, for the powers that be because... Uh, the, the cars are homologated, so you, you, like I say, you can't develop them, you can't make them go faster. And as we're seeing, it's the same in LMP2 in the World right. Endurance Championship. Yep. We've seen one car there is significantly quicker than everybody else. Well, all the cars, all the guys that invested in the other car, and that's also a Ligier, uh, yeah, they're now jumping ship. And you've got to buy, uh, there it's an Orica. And here, like we're seeing with the number uh, forty. Uh, well, number 74, 74 car yeah. this weekend, they're switching from Ligier to Norma, uh, which is great for Norma, but uh, it doesn't help the so business you, you prospects didn't, you didn't Ligier, spend, so you didn't it's a spend, problem. Yeah, you didn't spend several hundred thousand dollars yeah. improving your car. Yeah. You spent several hundred thousand dollars buying, buying another wrong, car. Buying the wrong car, effectively. And that's, that's something I think that the uh, organizers really need to address moving forward because we've got a lot of, there's a lot of cars out there for Ligier, uh, and, uh, you know, great that Norma's built a better car, but I think there's something needs to be done there so that uh, not everybody has to go out and buy, if they bought, if they already have a Ligier, I think it would be wrong 
to make everybody effectively, if they want to run up front, go out there and buy a different car. Well, we believe they're going to be... And also we talked about earlier on the fact that some tracks do suit the Legios a little bit better than normal. So you can't have a series, I believe, where you have one car for one track and one for another. No, I think you've you've got to go with that chassis and stay with it all year long. That's a big problem they've got to to address. Yeah, you've got to choose your weapon. You know that... You know, there were times yeah. when you went to run the Rolex 24 and you were running a GT car, you wanted to yeah. run the older style Porsche that was a little bit more narrow and would get through the banking yes. because that's where the time was to yes. be made. And there was a point in time when Porsche went, wait a minute, we built a brand new car. Yeah. You need to run the new car. And yeah. guys were going, no, we'd like to run the old one because it's faster yeah. in a straight line. So it's one of those deals where when you look at a season, and we know manufacturers have done this in the World Endurance Championship when they have Le Mans in their focus as, as well, you build a car to go win Le Mans because that's what's big for you as a manufacturer, and you may suffer a bit in some of the other races because it's a race like no other. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where you need to choose your weapon. Which iron are you going to hit? Is it going to be a sand wedge or a pitching wedge? They look the same, but it, obviously, one is going to play better somewhere than the other as McCusker stays up front in the Norma. And now Naveen Rao being shown in the 64, the highest placed of the Ligiers. Rao, a very interesting story as well. A guy who has an IQ probably, I don't know, if you took yours and mine, added them together and then multiplied them by five, we might be getting close to where he is. Done just about everything in business and takes that same cerebral approach towards his racing and has been... Very, very impressive in that prototype this year. Yeah, PhD in computational neuroscience. Yeah, just one even, of his degrees. I can barely say it. I certainly can't spell it. <laughs> it's just one of them. <laughs> yes, exactly right. There, there are a couple other ones that head, are in head there. Head of artificial, artificial intelligence Intel is yeah. one of his uh, jobs so far. I need intelligence. Yeah. I don't care whether it's artificial or <laughs> exactly where it comes from. I just right. need a little bit. Brand new team here this weekend as well. The number three, the JR3 Racing. And that's Chris Wilson being shown behind the wheel. And I'm trying to think back. I know Chris is a GT driver, and I can't remember him being in a prototype at any point in time. Certainly not a P3-based machine. I can't either. I can't. He's just gone soft in top ten, actually, yeah. Chris. And he's just gone fastest at the Bronze Cup carriage. We've got... We've got uh, We've got all of the cars in the field are LMP3 cars, either the Ligier or the Norma. Uh, and then we have a, a subcategory of uh, bronze-rated drivers. There's a driver ranking system now, if you're not familiar with it, uh, around the world. And bronze-rated drivers are the lowest rated. And either they're, they're the least experienced in terms of racing or the most experienced in terms of life. <laughs> i.e. the older drivers kind of uh, so become bronze racers. Would Chris, I be bronze or rust? Well, yes, we'd be. Well, I'm way beyond <laughs> you. I, 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 I'm certainly, yes. So uh, so now Chris has gone fastest in the in the bronze cup. Michael Klemecki led that way. Or I think it was actually John Brownson early on in the number two car. He was up, up well inside the top ten. He's now been bumped down to 14th as Chris Wilson goes up to, well, it was 10th. He's now bumped down to 11th as sure who was improved I think it was possibly Skylar Robinson who's driving number 54 car that's the MLT Motorsports Ligier car number 54 Skylar Robinson uh, filling in this weekend for uh, Dakota Dickerson Dakota Dickerson yeah who's elsewhere and he was sharing that car with with Dylan Murray that's the car it's already won once this season they didn't do the first race 
of the season at Daytona, but uh, came back strongly, won at uh, Mid-Ohio, and already Dylan Murray, despite missing the first round, is up to fourth place in the points coming into here this weekend. And it's good to see the Robinson name yeah. in a prototype, Chip Robinson, uh, Skyler's dad, and it's one of those deals where I, I was... I shouldn't say I was surprised by this. I mean, Skyler is, is a young race car driver who's trying to find experience driving different types of cars, and this is a good opportunity to step into a car that you know is is yeah. well put out and you know it's going to perform on the racetrack. We've seen it in the hands of Dakota and Dylan, as you've said, running up at the front and even taking that victory at Mid-Ohio. So it's it's a good car. You certainly know that. But when you think about it in terms of a championship hunt with Dylan Murray being shown in fourth, you think, well, maybe there were some more, you know, what what is it you're looking for as a team? You know, you might be able to find a more experienced driver that you could put in the car and have perhaps a better finish because that driver has more experience in a prototype than Skyler has. Like I said, taking absolutely nothing away from that driver. But, you know, what are you looking for? Is this a team looking to the future as well, saying, hey, while we have this opportunity, should we take a look at some other drivers that are out there and give them an opportunity we've got a you know yeah we're fourth in the championship but trying to get to the pointy end of the stick is going to be really difficult we're satisfied with the with the job that we've done and the statement that we've made so now let's kind of look at the future a little bit i know drivers like ben waddell that are out there that certainly have more experience in type and have done a great job could have stepped in and done a great job for you on the weekend but if that's not what your focus is moving forward your vision broadens a little bit and you're more willing to look at other opportunities and perhaps another investment Uh, very much so and for mlt motorsports dr mike thompson that's certainly his philosophy he wants to give opportunities to young drivers and particularly he's based in atlanta he'd he'd likes to give opportunities to to locally based drivers as well that's where uh, dylan murray is you just moved everybody to atlanta yeah well exactly right skylar robinson is from augusta georgia so there you go uh, but 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 dakota dickens of course he's a california kid so uh, he's he's uh, hats off to dr uh, Michael Thompson there for giving these opportunities to these young drivers to get into the this uh, kind of first rung on a prototype uh, ladder. And Dr. Thompson's one of those guys who's honest as the day is long. We met at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and he said, you know, I wanted to drive this car, and, you know, I, I got in and I drove it, and then I realized n- not so much really. <laughs> it's... It's a serious machine, yeah. and, you know, I have to be yeah. honest about what it is that I do and what I can do. And for him to then say, all right, well, then what am I going to do with it? Well, this is what I'm going to do yeah, with it. And cool. hats off to him, and that is that is huge. And we've seen that with different people throughout um, in motorsports that are willing to help and give a young driver an opportunity. And this is one of those times. Just had a car off down in turn one brake lock and then car off to the outside and kind of disappeared over the crest couldn't quite make out the number and even the color so far away but try to keep an eye on that as Austin McCusker stays up front and they kind of went out there and made the point from early on we saw once again, the Ligier chassis kind of storm out of the gate and put some laps down in the beginning, but it didn't take long, about three laps. And that's pretty much what we've seen any racetrack we've gone to. This is a longer racetrack, over three miles, right at three and a quarter. So 
within two and a half, three laps, you expect that Norma to be where it needs to be, and Michelin tires getting up to temperature and especially pressure here. We talked about this in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American series. This is a racetrack where finding the setup is a challenge because there's a little bit of everything. One of those the lowest speed corner on the racetrack leads on to the longest straightaway. So you've got to have a car that will sit down, put the power down. But at the same point in time, you look at the climbing S's and you look at the roller coaster down to hog pin. You've got to have a car that is pretty laterally stiff and transfers the load quickly side to side so that the car handles well and transitions well side to side in those very high speed areas. So this is where your engineer earns his money. Yeah, and, and so short sessions here. We're already we're inside the final minute in this first practice session of the first official practice session of the weekend for the IMSA Prototype Challenge. And no change at the front. It's still the number 47 Norma of uh, Austin McCusker and Rodrigo Fluker. It's Fluker set that time. But last time around, Austin McCusker turned a 142.1. There's only a few cars that have been quicker than that in the session. Stephen McAleer, second fastest for Robillard Racing, caliber 43, that's the Milner Motorsports entered car, at a 141.7. And then at a 142.0 are both Garrett Grist in caliber 74 for 47 Motorsports and number 64 Ligier, that's one of the K2R Motorsports entries, and that was Matt Bell who set that time yeah. early on. Well, I Checkered flag now out, and Stephen McAleer, an interesting story. That's a story of, oh, what could have been when you think about it. What th Go back to the very first race of the season at Daytona at the roar before the 24, the first round for the IMSA Prototype Challenge. McAleer had a great run going and then lost a wheel after the pit stop. It looked like they may be headed for victory. That cost them valuable points, fifth in the championship right now. And another 10 points or so would have had him right back up there in the hunt. But if, 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 that's what motorsports is all about. He, he has shown his run at Sebring solo to take the victory there. And as we said, in quite some dental pain from that broken tooth that he experienced over the bumps in qualifying, was able to take the victory there and then had some bad luck again at Mid-Ohio. But that's what motorsports is about we never hand a championship to anyone never hand a checkered flag to someone before they get to the line it's not over until the singing begins and that's the great thing about this championship with two rounds to go we got vir and then we move on to michelin raceway road atlanta hard for me to remember to say that since that's going to be new but two races to go in this championship not over yet no, indeed. Just a just quick note here, right on the very last lap there, as he took the checkered flag, Tony's Chasm, it's a kind of a 60, that's a Wolver Racing Ligier. I was wondering where they the were. the top five. Yeah, they were languishing down yeah. the bottom charts. Bruce Hamilton driving the car most of the session. Tony's hops in for the final few laps, and on his 12th and final lap, turns 142.1. That's within a tenth of a second of the fastest Ligier time, and just about a second off the quickest time overall because they've been impressive we talk about the championship yeah. they're third in that championship right now 94 points to the leaders 127 that's a long way to go but they still got a shot certainly at second place and you never know what could happen in these last two rounds Kazimitz they could walk away with a championship if Lady Luck shines on him and his teammate Bruce Hamilton good first official practice session for the IMSA Prototype Challenge category, 45-minute session coming up at 5.50 this afternoon, I believe. 
And then qualifying and racing tomorrow. Just part of a great weekend of motorsport here at Virginia International Raceway. And all covered live here on IMSA Radio. Much of it in sound and vision, including all the Challenge Series, plus, of course, the WeatherTech qualifying sessions as well. Thanks to Jeremy and to Brian for that one. Stay tuned. Don't go too far away. We'll make sure you get all of the action as it happens from our IMSA broadcasts uh, pavilion here, just on the side of the Patriot Circuit in beautiful weather. We're live from VIR. This program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.